Hello everyone and welcome back to Ringpost Radio. I'm always your host Adam Westwood and welcome to episode 8 of Ringpost. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the Elimination Chamber and predicting the entire event um, and really breaking down the card and seeing what could happen if there's going to be any potential surprises, who I think is going to win the matches, why I think they're going to win and a little bit more as well. Um, but to start this week I want to talk about Breed Pro Wrestling. Last week I had the, uh, I had the owner of the company Mitch on the show and we discussed what we were really thinking the event was going to be like and what we were expecting from the event. What I wanted to see as a fan and a little bit more background information about the show. Um, and I would talk about the event here, about what happened and my thoughts on the event. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to host a separate podcast for Breed specifically. Um, where every month me and a few friends who are going to be going to the event or have gone to the event will sit down and we'll talk about what's happened, what we thought of the event, what we wish would have happened um, and what we're looking forward to in the next few weeks with the shows. Um, and that's hopefully going to be coming out in the next week or so um, with a friend of mine, Kieran, who also went to the show. So I'm going to be doing that next this this week or next week, um, discussing the show, fully breaking it down. I live tweeted it, but I'll be breaking down every match by, by what happened in order of what happened just before the VOD comes out so you can get my full opinion on everything that happened. And then I'll be able to share that around as well. But I'm going to go straight onto the donation chamber now because I don't want to waste any more of your time. So to start with, we've got what's probably going to be on the pre-show. We've got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Now I'm like I'm predicting this is going to be on the pre-show because there's nothing, there's no stakes in the match. There's nothing actually happening in the match other than there's a little bit of a feud going on, but there's not actually really anything going on there. Um, Baron and Braun have been facing off with each other since really since Baron was GM. Um, but recently, in recent weeks, they've still carried on this feud, even though Baron is no longer GM and he's still wearing his GM clothes. Uh, it's a very weird situation. Um, and I don't think anything really is going to come of the match, which is why I'm expecting it's going to be on the pre-show, and why I'm expecting it's going to be quite a quick match with Braun really just squashing Baron Corbin to get the crowd off to a good start before the first Elimination Chamber match, which I'm predicting will be the women's match. I think the WWE title will go on last. Um, the new WWE Women Tag Team Championships, I think, will be the first actual match of the night. So that match features uh, Nia Jax, Tamina Snooker as Team 1, the right squad of Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan as Team 2, Boss and Hook Connection, which is Bailey and Sasha Banks, but that is actually a doubt as Sasha is apparently going into that match injured, or at least that's what's that's what we're being told by WWE. We then have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, we have Naomi and Carmella. And then we have the Iconics. Now that's the entire lineup for the match. Now I think it's gonna be very a very odd match. Most of these women weren't in the chamber match last year. There's only four of them, which which are which are um, Mandy Rose and Sonya, which is um, yeah, Mandy and Sonya and Bailey and Sasha. Now I'm expecting that Bailey and Sasha are gonna break up tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, uh, it's currently Wednesday. It's not tomorrow night. Uh, I'm expecting they'll break up on Saturday. I think that they're gonna lead towards a match at Mania because I think they've just led on too long. I think either they're they're gonna there's either one way. This is, there's either two ways that this, that this is gonna go. They're either gonna break up in a horrendous fashion like they tried to do last year, where Sasha kicked, uh, kicked Bailey off the top of the cell. Um, the chamber, shall I say, or they're going to win the titles. Now, there's either way they might potentially. I think in the, I'm thinking they're going to break up. Um, I don't know why I think they're going to break up so much. I just feel like I'm not really expecting much of them. Um, they've not really done anything special over the last few weeks since the titles were announced. Um, and I'm really quite. I just can't. I can't see them getting too far. I feel like that's going to be the big storyline. I feel like Sasha is going to. Sasha is going to let the team down because she got injured the other day. She's going to let Bailey down again. And then Bailey, either, Bailey might turn. I feel like they they might push toward that. Bailey's got a lot of, uh, she's got a lot of fans behind her again. She lost a lot of fans last year. A lot of fans were kept getting really annoyed with her performances and weren't really thinking a lot of her. But she's gained a lot of them back. But I feel like they might she might turn on them, uh, getting a big new heel in the division. That's what I'd hope at least. Just because that's 
there's been a storyline building there for several years now and they've not capitalized on ever every single time it's been Sasha as the baby as the heel and Bailey's the baby face as Bailey's always been babyface. Um, it would be nice I think to see a bit of a change although I think Sasha is a better heel obviously I can't say that for fact because obviously we've never seen Bailey as a heel but I mean her character is literally the biggest baby face on the roster so I can't imagine it's going to be very weird I can imagine it be very very weird excuse the voice break there what's going on with me today um, I can't imagine that there'll be many differences I feel like Bailey will be very good but she'll just be super I feel like she'd be very like very hated if she turns on uh, if she turns just because she is the biggest baby face they've ever had in the women's division in my opinion um, my prediction for the uh, to win it's I feel like a lot of people want this to happen but I don't know if we're expecting it to happen um, I'm predicting the Iconics to win now I'm predicting that the final two will be the Riot Squad and the Iconics because they're the only uh, out of four tag teams in there they're the only ones that have been long term out, out of the six tag teams there's only four of them that have been around for several months three of which have been around for a lot, long, a lot longer than the others like Naomi and Carmella has been thrown together just for this match, which I'm really upset about. I find it very weird that they're going to bring in uh, new titles but not have competitors already there waiting for them. Um, there's quite a few women's teams in NXT which we can see being ready, uh, being ready for this when they eventually progress to the main roster. But I find it very bizarre that they've not got anyone already ready to fill out 12 women, uh, a 12-woman match. Um, I think the Iconics would be best for the titles because they're the ones that... Really, they've been overlooked since their uh, their arrival on the main roster. Since, uh, on NXT, for example, Peyton Royce was one of the most over women in there. Um, she had some great matches in NXT. I remember the Fatal 4-Way for the women's title um, when Asuka was promoted to the main roster and uh, Emma Moon won. It was a brilliant match that feed Pey uh, Peyton Royce. She had loads of great underrated matches on the card so throughout her time in NXT, as did Billy Kay. So I feel like, I hope that they win this and eventually get back to where they were in NXT I feel like the fans are definitely behind them this time. And I feel like they could really they could really do with winning the titles. I feel like they could also do the most of the titles as they're probably the most well-rounded characters. Um, I really like the Riot Squad, but I do find them very bizarre as characters. I can't really get behind them in the way that I can behind the Iconics. Even though they are supposed to be heels, I can't still get behind them in that same way. So I'm going to predict the Iconics. I hope they're going to win. I think the final two will be the Riot Squad versus the Iconics. As are the two proper tag teams, as well as Mandy Rose and Sonya. Because Bailey and Sasha have been on and off throughout their tag team title runs. Tag team title runs? Their, world uh, their, their women's championship runs. I'm all over the place this morning, aren't I? It's been a rough night of sleep, guys. Too, too busy trying to watch SmackDown, aren't I? Well, I'm going to go back to Raw here. I'm stick, sticking on Raw. I'm going to go for... Uh, we're going to go next with Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor for the IC title. Now, this is a very, very bizarre match. Now, obviously, um, Finn has... Since he lost at the Royal Rumble to Brock Lesnar, he's been facing off against Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, who have been taking, uh, have been joking about how small Finn Balor is and how you could never beat such a big man when you're such a small man from Leo Rush, which is hilarious because Leo Rush is about five foot two. Um, so blat blatant comedy there. Now this match has been built to because Finn has recently challenged off against Leo Rush, which he won, but he's never he's never had a one on one match with Bobby, with Bobby Lashley, and he's still not going to get that tonight. I keep saying tonight. You might be listening to this on the day. If you are, then it is tonight. For me, it is not tonight. Um, no, Bobby Lashley is going to again get his way out of this match and be a handicap match against Leo, with Leo Rush against Bobby Lash against Finn Balor. Um, and I can't, I can't see Finn coming out of the coming out with the title because it is, uh, it is um, a handicap match. I feel like the this, the the odds are literally against him here. Um, but if anything, I think Leo Rush is going to cause a distraction and Bobby Lashley is going to hit him with the spear. And that's going to be simple as that. And we're going to lead to maybe another match at Fastlane. Maybe WrestleMania if they can prolong it that long. But there's still over a month and a half to go. 
So I don't know if they'll be able to prolong it that long because the storyline is already a bit dull. Um, I'm predicting Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush are going to win. I just can't, I don't know what they're going to do with Finn after this. Uh, I feel like Finn would need to win the title long term, but do they want to hold off to WrestleMania to have him win the title? It's a very, very interesting and very strange uh, time for Finn Balor. Obviously, everyone wanted him to win the, uh, the win the Universal title and he didn't at Royal Rumble. Even though he really could have, it's probably one of his, uh, even though it's one of the shorter matches that Lesnar's had in his recent times here, um, since this re- recent Universal title run. Um, it was one of his better matches. Was, it was up there with the Daniel Bryan and the AJ Styles match for me, even though it was so short. But I'm really not expecting anything special from the match. Um, I feel like it's it's it can only be a Bobby Lashley win with it being a handicap match, and then maybe on Raw, Raw next week or a week after he'll get a one-on-one match with Bob, uh, with Leo Rush banned from ringside. Maybe that will be the time that the Finn finally wins the title. Now going finally to SmackDown, a fully SmackDown event. We've got the best team in the world of Shane McMahon and The Miz against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, really, I think there's only one one winner there should be. I think the Usos need to win the titles as soon as possible because I, for one, am hating, am hating having Shane McMahon with a title belt. I feel like, um, I just feel, I just feel really fed up with having Shane McMahon with the title. You mean, you're one of the owners of the company. You're supposed to be an impartial uh, general manager on the brand. Here he is with The Miz. Um, I was very upset when he won the great, uh, the best in the world tournament. I found that very odd that he won the World Cup. Um, but even weirder, I found it that now he's a tag team with the Miz, and the Miz is the face. The Miz and him are faces. Both of them have never really been uh, been high on the fans' radar, and most of them don't want to cheer them; they want to boo them. Um, so the Usos are very much the, the the favorites going into this match, and I feel like for good reason so as well because I feel like the. I feel like the titles need to be on the Usos. I feel like they are one of the best tag teams in the world. I agree with them on their statements saying that. Uh, I think the only team in WWE that could really compare with them right now on the main roster is the Revival, which is a match I still really, really want to see. Um, but I can't see... I just really hope The Miz and Daniel, uh, the Miz and um, McMahon don't win. I feel like they really want to build towards a Miz and Shane McMahon match for WrestleMania, which is totally fine. Um, I'm not the most... I'm not going to be the most excited for that match. I feel like it will be the match that everyone will go to the toilet with in that one. I feel like it's not the most thrilling. There'll need to be a lot of stipulations in it to make it a bit more interesting. But it's definitely something that they could do. And I feel like they will try and push towards, even though I don't want it to happen. That being said, they don't, uh, they're a company. They don't always do what we want them to do. So I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like the Usos should win. And I hope they do win. Um, and then Shane McMahon and The Miz can start turning on each other. The Miz will definitely turn. The Miz will definitely turn on um, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon will be the hot baby face that he is, and he always has been. Um, you can definitely hear my sarcasm here on this one, can't you? Uh, yeah, the the Miz needs to be back being a heel. I feel like the Miz works so much better as a heel. Um, they need to get him away from being a baby face as quick as possible, and just get back to the get back to the Miz being a great heel. Hopefully, he can then go for the WWE title at some point because I really want to see him versus Daniel Bryan. I don't know how they'd do this with them both being heels, but I feel like. The Miz shouldn't be working heel against. Uh, shouldn't be working face against the Miz against Daniel Bryan. Should I say, the Miz can't be working face against the Miz. What am I on about? The Miz shouldn't be working face against Daniel Bryan because no one will actually cheer for him. Everyone will be against him in this scenario. So I really, really hope that in this, this that the Miz can be a heel again, just because I feel like he's so much better as that. I feel like he's a lot more comfortable as this, and I just really, really want him to be to be a heel. I feel like he's just so much better at everything he does. Next on the card, we then have Buddy Murphy against Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, if you've not been watching 205 Live, please punch yourself in the face. 
literally go and punch yourself then come back to me great i hope you've now got a black eye 205 Live is, in my opinion, maybe the second best show that WWE produced behind NXT. Maybe even the best most weeks. Um, I feel like it's the, got the best actions and the best matches. Um, the fatal four-way to decide that Okira was going to be the, the the contender was a great match. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, leading into this match, we've had Akira Tazawa, who's actually been on, really, on a real hot streak. I kind of, re- I kind of completely missed it. But um, they showed last week when he was going into the match that he's got one of the best... Uh, he's had one of the best r- uh, records in recent weeks. On Tour 5, he's not really lost a lot since. And especially beating Hideo Tommy in his final WWE match, unfortunately, before he was put put out by um, by Ari Davari after the match. It's going to be really interesting to see how they go with this. I feel like Akira Tozawa has really, has really proven sort of a lot of stamina. He go, his matches can go on for over 20 plus minutes. I feel like as well, with the matches on the card, they should really be on the main card. If they put this on the pre-show and have Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman on the main card ahead of this, I'm going to be very upset because they've been... Buddy Murphy especially has been literally carrying 205 Live in recent weeks. His matches have been amazing. Everything he's doing with the title has been brilliant. I think he's the perfect champion for the brand right now. And I just don't think that he should... I don't think that they should get pushed down to the uh, the pre-show again. Because it really diminishes what 205 Live is. And it's giving people not a reason to, t- to tune in. If you watch NXT every week, then you'll notice that, that when they do the, big, these big events, they have they'll have... They don't really have match on the pre-show because they want the, the, the talk, they, they want to bring people in to watch the matches. And if on a pre-show, they're constantly split up for adverts. They're constantly split up to promote the uh, the network. So I feel like if they do that, again, it really starts to diminish the Cruiser title a lot more than it already has been. That being said, I feel like Buddy Murphy's going to walk away with this. I feel like he's definitely going to go to, into WrestleMania with the title. And I feel like he's going to face one of two people. I feel like he'll either face uh, Cedric Alexander, who will then get a rematch. Um, after he's not really had a one-on-one rematch, don't think uh, since he lost the title. Oh no, he has. That's my mistake. He did. He had one at a TLC. Um, I feel like they'll either go for that again and have him going into this year as the contender again, as he did last year because the title was vacant. Or what I really want to happen is I really want Tony Nese to face off against Buddy Murphy. I'm a big Tony Nese fan. He's not really had a chance on Two or Five Live to shine yet. He's always been some, behind someone. He's behind Enzo for a while. He's now behind Buddy Murphy as his uh, workout partner. But he recently, he won last night. Uh, he beat uh, Namdar in, the, in their no DQ match. So hopefully this can build towards uh, Buddy potentially turning on Noam. Or not? Uh, Buddy potentially turning on Tony Nish, let's say. Um, and have that really start building towards something special with those two. Because I feel like those two are the, are the most, they're definitely the, the strongest men on the 205 roster, on the 205 roster. But they're also two of the most athletic. And I feel like the match between those two, given time on the main card at WrestleMania, Maybe, maybe even as the first shirt, as the first match, could really light the crowd on fire and would really be a great start to the main card. So that's my prediction. That's my prediction for WrestleMania. That's my hope for WrestleMania. But that all starts off at Sunday with Elimination Chamber. Next up, we've got uh, what I think is going to be the second to last match of the night, which will be Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Now, this match has been very, very strange. They've, they, uh, they announced on, on Twitter the other night that this match was going to be happening. There's been no real build to it because uh, in the last few weeks, they've just been building towards WrestleMania. So there's been no actual effort put towards this match yet. So I feel like that sort of shows the intention and how little chance the run, uh, the Ruby Riot has in this match. Obviously, they're not going to risk they're not going to risk having uh, Ronda Rousey lose before WrestleMania. They're definitely going to have her going to the uh, main event as the champion. I think if they don't have her going into the main event as the champion and make it a fatal four way and potentially add someone else in to the mix, as currently it's uh, it's it's scheduled to be Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte right now. With Becky Lynch and her 30 days, uh, 60 day suspension, which ends five days after Mania, uh, but I feel like they're really going to bring someone else into the fold here. I feel like 
they're definitely going to bring Becky back. Becky's going to somehow, I feel like with the, in two weeks' time, it's Ric Flair's 70th birthday party on Monday Night Raw. I feel like Becky Lynch is going to crash that because Charlotte's definitely going to be there. She'll probably attack Charlotte and maybe even put Rick into the Sama and threaten to break his arm until, he sh until she's added back to the match. I feel like that's the plan for this. I feel like that's where they're going to head with that. But hopefully, Becky will get back into the match and it'll be a triple threat, which I think uh, there was a lot of commotion on Monday night once Becky, uh, once Becky was pulled from the match. Understandably so. Becky Lynch is currently the most over over character in WWE, the most over name that they have right now. So I understand why there was a lot of um, I do understand why there was a lot of anger towards Becky, uh, towards Charlotte, and why a lot of people were getting mad about it. But I feel like a lot of people were uh, targeting that anger in the wrong place. I feel like a lot of people were getting mad about uh, about Charlotte's skills when really Charlotte's probably the the most well-rounded competitor the women's division has right now on the main roster. She's got probably the best. Well, she's got the second best character behind Becky. And she's definitely got the uh, the best the most athletic ability, and the best probably in ring ability as well. I feel like there's not anyone that really competes with her on that level. So I feel like it's been very odd to see the complaints that people have been having about about Becky about Charlotte. Should I say into the match? Um, a friend of mine, Brad, who has the he owns the Instagram account Wrestle, Wrestle Features. Um, he recently put out people are he put out a, a snap a snap he put out a picture on Instagram and he said. Um, People are targeting their anger in the wrong place. Imagine if the imagine if the uh, if it was Tamina going into the match, we, this anger would be understood because she doesn't deserve the spotlight. But Charlotte has really been probably the most the most long term best athlete on the on both SmackDown or, or Raw. She's now a seven time world champ, a seven time women's champion. It looks like she's probably going to break Ric Flair's record at this point and break her dad's streak. Might be the only one to ever do so at this rate. Even though she's a woman, people will diminish it and say that it's not a real, it's not as good as the world title, but it really is. But um, since since she's been promoted to the main roster, she's held the title for the most amount of time. She's had the best matches. All of the best matches that have been women's matches have always included Charlotte. So I'm really glad that she'll be included in the match. I feel like overall the match will be better for it. I think I think storyline wise as well it will be as well. I feel like Charlotte adds a lot to every match she's in. Um, and as well, if everyone's hating Charlotte as much as they are, every near fall she gets is going to be everyone's going to clamber to the edge of their seat. Everyone's going to be very very built up and angry about it if she try, if she wins. If she wins, she could be probably the most hated heel in recent history. So I feel like there's a lot of a lot of reasons why she should be added to the match. But as again, WWE keep uh, keep pushing this ahead of the match this weekend. This is the thing. So obviously, Daniel Bryan currently doesn't have a contender for WrestleMania. That's what this because obviously he may lose his title. Whereas because Becky and uh, so Becky and Brock, Becky Ronda and Brock, shall I say, Lady Yell, it will be Becky soon, hopefully. But. Um, Brock and Ronda for their titles already have competitors, uh, competitors and number one contenders for WrestleMania. See, because they don't have that on SmackDown with both championships not having, uh, not being picked for the Royal Rumble winners, they're really having to build properly for this show, uh, for the Elimination Chamber, which we'll see that Raw isn't. That's why this has been pushed back to the last minute. Um, and that's why this match was announced, just to really build some storyline towards WrestleMania. So I think the winner is obviously going to be Ronda Rousey. I feel like there's probably going to be an interference from Charlotte after the match, maybe from Becky as well. She'll be in the crowd. Becky will probably have bought tickets. If she's, she, so it'll be the typical, she's sat in the crowd. What's she going to do? She's not supposed to be here. And there'll be a security guard sat, uh, sat in front of her or something. Um, but I feel like there'll be nothing nothing major of note uh, in the match. I feel like it'll be a great match. I'm a real big fan of, of Ruby Wright. I feel like she should be at some point in the, the women's champion, if that's on Raw or SmackDown. I feel like I prefer. I feel like I'd prefer her to go to SmackDown. I feel like I think that she could have a great match with Asuka. I feel like she has had great matches with Asuka. I feel like they had a match uh, on NXT at one point. I may be wrong, but either way, if they haven't, it'd be a great match. It has. I'll have to do some research. But um, I feel like it'd be a great. 
I think it, I think it'd be very good, depending on where the women's championship, where the women's tag championships go, to see uh, Ronda, not Ronda, uh, Ruby in the Riot Squad go up against uh, Mandy or Sonya or the Iconics and have these teams go at each other fully, while you've then got Ruby going against the actual women's the women's champion. So it'll almost be that there'll be two women's matches on on one of or probably three women's matches on the card. One of them will be Ruby winning a women's championship, and the other will be um, will be uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan winning the tag titles. I feel like that'd be a great match, a great uh, event for those three. I feel like they really deserve it as well. They've been pushed down a lot since they, since their promotion to the main card. So I real I really hope that they do get something for them eventually. But right now, I feel like Ronda's the only name that's going to be able to win this match. Now for the main event, we have the WWE title elimination chamber match. So we have. The new Daniel Bryan facing off against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, the recently added Kofi Kingston because Mustafa Ali is unfortunately is unfortunately injured is going to miss the event, but I'll touch on that in a minute. And then Randy Orton, who won the Gauntlet match last night, will be entering the chamber at number six. So I feel like this is the most interesting match of the card and the match where anything could actually happen. I feel like most of the matches on the card are kind of predictable, but that's not really that's never that's not usually a bad thing. There's always some surprises that can happen. Um, but I feel like this is the match where most the most can happen tomorrow uh, on Sunday night. I keep saying tomorrow. I wish it was tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. Um, so let's start off with Kofi Kingston, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali got a concussion over the last week, as well as his massively bruised uh, black eye. So he's not going to be able to compete in the match, unfortunately. I'm really, really sad about this. Mustafa was who I really wanted to win. I wanted him to. I wanted him to. I didn't think he was going to win, but I wanted him to win, and then potentially lead towards a storyline with uh, eight, with Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. This was what I was really hoping would happen, but it's really not going to happen. Um, hopefully, Mustafa Ali is cleared in a few weeks' time and can hopefully build towards a match against uh, against Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. That's what I really want to happen. I feel uh, on the main roster, Mustafa is one of my favorite uh, favorite competitors. He's not my favorite. My favorite is Adam Cole. If you know me properly, you'll know that. But uh, on the main roster, on SmackDown at least. It's uh, it's Mustafa Ali and Andrade who has not been featured in uh, tonight. I keep saying tonight. I keep saying tonight. What is wrong with me? It's because NXT is tonight. Too excited for NXT. Um, now, so Mustafa and Ray, uh, Mustafa uh, won't be in the match as well as Andrade and Rey Mysterio, which I was going to quickly touch on. I'm hoping that leads towards WrestleMania. I'm hoping. I'm really, really hoping that Mustafa uh, Ali will be back for that match against Daniel Bryan. I've just mentioned. I hope Ray and Andrade really do get a chance to shine at WrestleMania. They've been potentially the, the they've, they've probably had the best main roster matches this year. Um, I don't think any pay per view matches have been able to compete with their matches. So I really hope they do get a spotlight, and that's why they're not on this uh, on this card, and that's why they're being saved for WrestleMania. Hopefully, then the winner will then get a United States Championship opportunity. It'd be a great way to see that that capitalized on maybe even a World Championship, depending on if they win. Now. Let's get back to the Elimination Chamber. So Kofi Kingston is replacing Mustafa Ali. The New Day got the opportunity to go into the match and they had to choose themselves who was going to go in. As soon as, they cho- as, soon as, they, as soon as we knew the New Day were going to go in, we always knew that Kofi Kingston was going to be chosen. If you know the New Day, any chance they get, then they'll always push uh, Kofi Kingston. They're the biggest advocate of, Co- of Kofi. Because who isn't? Everyone loves Kofi Kingston. He's the greatest guy. Um, we saw that with Money in the Bank as well, how Kofi got the chance to go in. Um, and it was the same thing again last night on SmackDown Live. Now, I really, really would like Kofi Kingston to win the match uh, because he's never had, he's never held a world championship in WWE, which is really unfortunate. And I feel like, especially through American Black History Month, if they're going to pick, if they're going to ever have a WWE world champion, now is the time to have a winner. Um, I don't know if it's the best that's had Daniel Bryan lose before WrestleMania, but Kofi Kingston would be an excellent choice for the first ever um, African-American world champion. 
because uh, WWE World Champion, should I say as well? Because there's never been an Af- there's never been an African American WWE Champion, and over the last ten years, who has really been as highlighted as Kofi Kingston? He's really helped change a lot of uh, stereotypes for WWE. He's had a lot of big storylines. He's had a lot of big moments. He's also he's probably the most famous Royal Rumble competitor ever now. After everything he's ever done in the event, so I feel like if they were ever going to have him win a, win the world the world championship, now is the time to do so. Uh, you've then got AJ Styles, who's the former world champion. It's probably his last shot at the WWE title. Um, but I feel like he is going to lose. I feel like I don't want to see him win. And I feel like I do want to see him go against Randy Orton, who is the final entrance in the match. Uh, they've been uh, facing off with each other on live events lately. And there's a lot of rumors backstage. But I say backstage. A lot of rumors on the dirt sheets online um, that Randy Orton and AJ Styles will be having a match at WrestleMania, which I really hope they would. It'd be a great match. If the, it, could be, it could also do a cruiserweight, a cruiserweight like I said, for the Cruiserweight Championship, it could kick off WrestleMania in a really big way. It'd be really interesting to see what they do and how they do it if they do this as well. Uh, but I really, really hope that this is what this is what leads to into, uh, on on Sunday night, not tomorrow night. They can start leading towards this and hopefully have uh, AJ cost Randy his chance or have Randy cost AJ his chance and build to it that way. You've then got Jeff Hardy, who I think is in the match, unfortunately just to do something crazy. It's a typical Jeff Hardy thing now, just to do something crazy whenever you get the chance to. And I feel like this is what he's gonna do. I feel like it'll be something very silly. Uh, Jeff is known for doing stuff, for doing silly stuff. It's what he's always done in these big matches. Um, I feel like he will do something crazy, but I'm just hoping that he doesn't hurt himself because Jeff Hardy was the, uh, the man that introduced me to wrestling. The first ever match I saw was the, the first tables, lads and chairs match. Or the first ladder match, I think it was actually at WrestleMania. I think it was WrestleMania 2000 with the ladder match um, where Jeff Swanton bombed Bubba Ray, was it Bubba Ray? Bubba Ray through the table uh, outside off the 20 foot ladder. That was the first thing I ever saw wrestling and that's what, that's what dragged me in. So obviously I, lo- I have a special place in my heart for Jeff Hardy um, but I hope he just doesn't die because he's been in some crazy matches the last few years and he looks really sore at the minute. Like every time he's walking he looks like he's in pain. But his matches have still been very good so I'm not sure what's going on. I hope he's not hurt backstage but We'll have to, that's just, that's something that he knows, but we don't. Then you go on to, I think, who is potentially the favorite to win this match. Uh, that is Samoa Joe. He's been on fire lately. Um, his promo when he first, uh, uh, when the uh, the match was announced was incredible. It was it was seen online millions of times and he just destroyed everyone. He mentioned the AA meetings to Jeff Hardy. He spoke about Wendy again, AJ Styles' wife. He destroyed himself for our leagues. He put him to sleep a few times. He wants to defang the Viper. It was amazing. He was on, he was on fire. That's what I've, that's what I put in my notes. I've just put on fire for uh, Samoa Joe. I feel like it's um. I feel like behind Daniel Bryan, he is the favourite to win the match, and I feel like that is rightly so. Samoa Joe has been incredible since his transfer to SmackDown. Um, and I really want him to do something big. I feel like he's he's deserved a chance for the world title for such a long time. He deserved he's deserved a run with the world title, um, but he's never actually had it, unfortunately. Um, I know there was a lot of calls, especially from me, for him to win the Universal title when he faced off against Brock Lesnar for it, but unfortunately he didn't, um, and that really upset me to see. I feel like he could have done could have, could have done a lot with the Universal title if given the chance to, but they didn't they didn't believe him that time. Maybe now they'll have a bit more faith in him after his incredible promo. I think I think he's probably the best talker in the in the industry right now, and not just WWE in general. Um, but I feel like, unfortunately, I feel like they're not going to bring the title off of Daniel Bryan. I feel like there's many ways that they could do this. They could either keep Daniel Bryan having the title. They could have Eric Rowan somehow get in the chamber and, uh, and interfere in some way. Maybe attacking everyone. Um, but I unfortunately can't see Daniel Bryan losing the title. 
But I'll say unfortunately because that some of my favourites are in this match. Uh, it's really not that unfortunate because Daniel Bryan's been on fire this entire match. Everyone has got so much momentum going into this match. Daniel Bryan has been has really changed so much since he came back. Obviously, he came back as a white hot baby face because everyone was happy to see Daniel Bryan. It'd been so many. It'd been like three years since we last saw him. So seeing Daniel Bryan was brilliant. But over time, to win the WWE title, he turned, he turned peel. He became the new Daniel Bryan. He's became an eco-friendly warrior, is what he's become. And now he's brought on Recycling Rowan on his side as well. If you've not, if you've not seen what I'm on about, um, in Eric Rowan's Titantron, the O for Rowan is a recycling logo, which I think is just brilliant. Um, I'm really, I'm, I, I'm expecting Daniel Bryan to retain. I feel like they're going to have Daniel Bryan go into WrestleMania as the world champion which is fine. I really hope that they give him a good challenger then at WrestleMania and give the match time. I think they will give the match time if he's the champion because obviously he's the WWE World Champion. He's in theory the top champion of the company. So I'm expecting they'd give a lot of time towards the match. I'm also expecting that if he is the champion, he will have a great match because it is Daniel Bryan. Now, I'd love to see Mustafa Ali again, like I've said. I think Samoa Joe could easily fill the void. If not, Kofi Kingston could as well. Anyone in this title match, in the... Uh, any of those three names I feel like would do great, as well as potentially Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Maybe a triple threat between those three. Maybe a Fatal 4 and get Mustafa Ali in as well. I feel like there's so many different avenues they could go, but I feel like the, the best and smartest option is to have uh, Daniel Bryan retain, at least for now, uh, and have him, if anything, lose at WrestleMania and then transfer to Raw. But I don't know. I think Daniel Bryan's been so good, and he's, last, he's been on SmackDown for so long. He was the original GM. I feel like that's who they're going to want to keep um, on SmackDown. But we'll have to wait and see until Sunday night, won't we? But I'm going to predict Daniel Bryan's going to retain, unfortunately. I wish I wasn't. I wish I was predicting either. I wish I was predicting Mustafa Ali to win. But unfortunately, he's, uh, he's not going to be on, on the match. I hope, hope you get better soon, Mustafa. But unfortunately, the new Daniel Bryan is going to win. And he's going to keep telling us that we're all awful people for not recycling. And we're going to boo him because he's right. But that is, that is the Elimination Chamber. That is what I'm predicting from the whole event. Uh, it's going to be a great pay-per-view. It's on Sunday night. Uh, start, I think it starts at midnight in the UK. I think it starts at 7pm uh, Pacific um, in the US. I'm not really sure on the US time zones. I'm sorry. I have to wait up to 1 in the morning to watch pay-per-views usually. So I think it's a bit unfair. Um, now I'm expecting quite a lot from the pay-per-view. As you just heard, I think it's going to be a great event. Maybe It could easily, it could be better than the Royal Rumble, even though the Royal Rumble had some good matches. I feel like it lost itself a bit and the, the highlights were the, ma- the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Um, but I'm really expecting a lot, especially from the WWE title match. But apart from that, apart from that, I'm not really expecting the most. I want that. I want. I'm gonna have faith in them. I think they could. They could pull off a great show, especially if they give Ruby and if they give Ruby and Ronda some time, and they allow the cruiserweights to really go for it and don't try and hold them back in any way. Because Buddy Murphy's a brilliant talent, as well as Akira Tozawa. Both of them are brilliant in the ring. But I feel like if they give if they give everyone's time uh, time on the card, I feel like they easily can as well because there's there's only I think there's seven matches overall. Let me just have a double check because I don't want to get this wrong. We've got one, two, we've got WWE title, we've got uh, tag team chamber, we've then got Ruby and Ronda, Billy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. We have Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Fit and Bella Strowman, and that is it. So we and the tag team title match, we have eight matches on the card. But it's quite a thin card compared to other cards we get usually. Because uh, not all the titles are on the line. We've not got the US title on the line. And we've not got the Raw Tag Team titles on the line. So we're missing a few of the titles out. Um, and I think some of these matches are going to be squash matches. Such as Braun versus Corbin. And I can't see uh, the best in the world versus the Usos going very long. As well as Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush uh, versus Finn Balor. Uh, as much as I feel like that could be a great match. I don't think they're going to let it be a great match. I feel like that, that's going to definitely be hindered by 
the people in the match, uh, hindered by the time given to it, and the stipulation behind it as well, because I feel like title matches always don't really work when there's a handicap element. I feel like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles um, at the Rumble last year really wasn't the best match they've had. Um, but no, I'm expecting a lot. From, I'm expecting a lot from the Elimination Chamber because it is one of my favorite matches of the year. Um, I, I love Elimination Chambers and I love Royal Rumbles. So February, uh, January and February are always a great month for me. But I'm really expecting a lot, and I hope I hope we see something good. I hope there's just a. I just hope they don't give the. I hope they don't give the titles to Nia and uh, Tamina. That's my one. That's my one gripe. But I feel like they might. I don't want them to. I'm gonna predict the Iconics. Iconics are gonna do it. My, my Australian gals, I hope you do it, girls. Um, really do swill. I really want you to win. So please win for me. It's gone a little bit South Africa. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right now before I offend anyone. Um, but no, uh, I hope you've hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ring Pass Radio. I'll be back next week to discuss what's happened at Elimination, Elimination Chamber. I might record it on Monday and put it up on Monday night for you, so I'll be able to be around about midday midday uh, in America, about seven or eight o'clock in the UK. I'm hoping that's when I'll uh, publish it and then do another episode at the end of the week to discuss 205 Live and anything that's going towards Fastlane. Um, but we'll wait and see, and I'll let you know on Twitter, at Westwood, with the first O being a zero. Uh, see you next week, guys.